the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Woo Pump tape. Yeah, 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 it's hum day. <laughs> Glad to have you guys here with me on tonight's Andrea K show. It is hump day. And how are we going to get over the hump? Well, we got lots of uh, breaking news to share with you guys tonight. Breaking news happening with the mask mandates. Breaking news happening with Donald J. Trump. Who did he walk out on and why? Why did he storm out of a studio? Actually, he stormed out of Mar-a-Lago. We're going to share the news with you on that. We've got Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch, and now founder of Freedom Watch and author of the book, It Takes a revolution. It will be here to talk about the variety of different stories about abuse of power by the U.S. government, not unlike the abuse of power with the mask mandate. So we've got lots to, to breaking news and great guests for you guys tonight. And we want you to be a part of the show, though. Lots of different ways that you can contact us here. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Normally, I'm streaming, li- streaming live so you can see me here in the studio as well as hear me. I'm usually streaming live on the Answer San Diego Facebook page, but they're not letting me go live right now. No, they're not. They're trying to restrict me, but I cannot be contained simply by Facebook. So you can listen to me anytime here. We're streaming on the Answer San Diego. Diego.com. You can hear me there in your car on all the cool apps out there. So be sure to stay tuned however you choose to do so. The man who keeps it rolling, and I wish he was in charge of Facebook, but instead he's in charge of everything else here on the Andrea K Show. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Give a warm welcome to DJ Potato Skins. And the message said, DJ Potato Skins. See what happens when they try to contain you, Andrea. You get a second hour. So, you know, now it's two hours of dynamite in the dress. Mm, that's right. Two hours of, of my opinion. Okay, so um, there was breaking news on the mass mandates. Like I said, we're going to bring that saw to you. Saw it coming. Yeah, we saw it coming. We're going we're gonna to discuss that more fully with Larry Clayman when we come after the first break. But I saw some other breaking news today, and it kind of ties into what we talked about on last night's show. It has to do with election fraud that happened in 2020, and there was a variety of different – in fact, I don't think fraud is the right word to use because that makes it seem too simplistic and focuses just on one area. There was all kinds of uh, – not just fraud, but irregularities, illegalities, all different types of ways in which even if you're not convinced that the election was stolen from Donald J. Trump, over seven. of the Americans believed, including Democrats, that there had been some level of fraud that took place in the election in November. That brings me to, to, and and that's what we talked about at length with Dr. Frank, who has been focused on one aspect of it. We know we're going to have Dinesh D'Souza next week on the show with you to talk about, with us to talk about his movie coming out called 2000 Mules, which speaks to one aspect of it. 
We know that uh, Dave Bossy from Citizen United, Citizens United has a movie coming out about that as well, because there's so that because that's the extent to which there was fraud and irregularities and illegalities that took place on a ro- widespread effort, not just in the five contested states, but as Dr. Frank talked about last night, who is the data an- analyst for the Trump campaign, as well as for Mike Lindell and for others, counties and other municipalities across the country as he explained last night. So many different layers, Andrew. There's different layers of it. And so that that brings me to my opening story of tonight. There was breaking news before the show came of, and it was all over trending everywhere, about Trump's supposed temper tantrum in an interview with Piers Morgan. And y'all remember Piers Morgan. He was fired from CNN because he made some comments about, I don't know, the, the royal family. I'm not, I'm, I'm not interested in the royal family. I'm not particularly interested in Piers Morgan. I, he took over for Larry King. Um, I, I thought he did an abysmal job there. So, um, you know, whatever. He he had at one point been on The Apprentice and became very friendly. I think he actually won The Apprentice when he was on that season, became friends with Donald J. Trump. So, of course, I, that you you would think that Donald J. Trump then is going to get, at, at, if not a a friendly interview, at least a fair one. But it became very clear to Donald J. Trump immediately that he was not getting a fair interview by somebody that was supposed to be his friend. And he ended up storming off the set. And I want you to uh, hear this clip. It's clip nine. Okay, Piers, I'm ready. A former president in denial. I'll be completely straight with you. It's your face. I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. It was a free and fair You lost. Only a fool would think You think I'm a fool? I do now, yeah. With Excuse me. Okay, with respect. The leverage the hard evidence. Excuse me. The most explosive interview of the year. I don't think you're real. I really don't. I'm not like Very dishonest. Let's finish up the interview. Morgan versus Trump. Turn the camera off. Very dishonest. Only on Talk TV. Wow. At first, I wasn't even sure when this story broke that I was even going to talk about it tonight. And then I felt like I, I, the more I thought about it, I marinated on it like a piece of pork. I thought about it and I thought, well, yeah, you know what I am going to talk about this. That's why I spent the time I did on the show last night and so often since the November elections in 2020. And I've talked about all the different ways in which the election in 2020 and the fraud that took place and the irregularities took place, how that was covered up, attempted to be covered up to the degree that the FBI and the DOJ and, and their Domestic terrorism task force has rounded up Americans and thrown them into a gulag where people are denied bail simply because they question the outcome of an election. And I don't care if you think that nothing untoward happened in the election. You should at least have a right to question it. And nothing matters in our country if elections don't matter. So I thought, you know what? I have to talk about this. It's your American right. It's our it's our American right. Uh, but that being said, I was kind of disappointed with Trump. One of the reasons why I wasn't going to talk about it is because it, it, Trump looks bad in this moment. He uh, he trusted a friend who used him and exploited a friendship to gain notoriety for himself, gain attention for himself, to intentionally create a situation to put Trump on his on his heels in order to get sound bites and get everybody talking about it to resurrect Piers Morgan's TV career. And I think that's absolutely despicable. And I think Trump made a mistake in completely trusting Piers Morgan and not doing his research. I think instead of Trump reacting emotionally, and hear me out here, and you can you can argue with me if you want, 888-344-1170. Was Trump in the wrong here? Do you think he handled the situation right? First of all, I think Trump needs to take a step back 
and not be willing to take every interview that's offered to him just because it's supposedly by somebody with a big name or in a big media outlet. Well, you and I have talked about this for a long time. Even the Republican Party should be doing this. You have to be selective with where you are lending your voice and how you are going to come across. Right. And, you know, and, and if you're going to sit down with somebody in a major media outlet, you you should say that I'm not I'm going to I'm going to sit here, set some parameters. I'm going to sit down with you, but you're not to air anything until I've had a chance to look at it. And then you're going to and then it's and you're not allowed to edit it. You're going to have to you're going to have to release it in its entirety so that the context is known. How it's recorded is how it will air. Exactly. You know, this is what what was just produced. That that little package is straight out of Bravo TV. It's straight up something Andy Cohen would do for the Real Housewives of OC. But he walked into it. He trusted. And if you're going to take every interview without being uh, discriminatory up front, discriminating up front, then at least be prepared. You know, it's the one it's the one thing that Trump's Achilles heel that we've talked about as well. He is too trusting of people that are his so-called friends. Well, not only that, but he tends to want to just do off the cuff interviews and not be prepared with absolute facts. He finds himself on his heels because a friend of his is basically saying that was a free and fair election. And Trump in that moment is like, what are you talking about? I mean, he's like he's floored that this guy who he thinks is a friend is hitting him with something so absolutely absurd when over 60%, 70 something percent of Republicans, over 60% of Democrats in January of 2020 said, yes, there was fraud in the election and they questioned the outcome because nobody believed that Joe Biden got, this was before we even knew a lot of details. Nobody believed that Joe Biden from his basement got more votes than Barack Obama did. Nobody believed it. We also all saw crap go down, like what happened with the water main pipe in Georgia. We all saw at all the reports that happened with, and, and we don't even have time. You, you heard a lot of it last night. Mysterious boxes that were pulled out from under tables. Mysterious boxes, right? We also knew beforehand that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court rewrote election law, which is a violation of the law. We knew going into 2020 that, that the Georgia Republican governor had cooked up deals with Stacey Abrams in the back room. Why was Trump, in this moment, why did Trump not trot out those facts and figures like I just did with no preparation. He, he, he finds himself trapped with somebody who's not operating from a place of good faith. And then he goes to the gut punch, to the throat kick instead of hitting him with facts and figures. And the reason why I'm going into this is because this matters. Right now we have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was sitting there being practically being sworn in in January, new freshman to Congress, right, in, in January, who's now supposedly not even going to, well, a judge just ruled she may not even be able to run for reelection. That's so not right. Because she's being shrouded with this cloud of insurrection um, and the, the insurrection, that name, that word is being used to describe anybody who questions the outcome of an election. This is crucial to this country. I can't think of a more important issue. And I'm disappointed that Trump was not more prepared. He to, should by now, Andre, he should know better. He should he should have prepared notes to whip out of his pocket. He's trying. He is not the candidate who came down the escalator. This is a man who had four years of a record. This is a man who's been persecuted and prosecuted by a weaponized FBI and DOJ from 2015 and Crossfire Hurricane, the Russian collusion special prosecutor hoax, the Ukrainian whistleblower hoax, then the impeachment over January 6th. He was surrounded by attorneys, including Jenna Ellis and John Eastman and others. He should have ha- he should be able to whip it out off the top of his head with facts and figures, not create a soundbite that damages 
damages those of us who who and damages this country because he allowed a narrative to be put forward by allowing himself to be caught off guard and not give a clear fact-based answer to Pierce Morgan have it being uh, you know calling each other a fool back and forth that's not helpful to us it's not helpful it doesn't solve anything it makes us look bad well and it and it makes Trump look bad and i'm just hoping that he's going to learn from it and what we need to do is we need to um if you were Trump, would you come out tomorrow and issue a statement? Yeah, I, I, I would be all over. I, I'd be doing press conferences and I well, he, he's planning another rally. And I think what he needs to do is not talk off the cuff and the improv. When he ran for election in 2015 and 2016, he did all these rallies and he was amazing talking for an hour and a half improv. He now has a record. There is a record to run on and, and sp- sitting for an hour and a half thinking you're just going to do off the cuff and not have to do facts and figures and not have to counter. He can't just run anymore on bad mouthing Hillary Clinton or bad mouthing things somebody else he's he's got a record of achievement that was absolutely amazing and he's got facts to run on about what happened in the election and we missed an opportunity and you want to know why because we got midterm elections coming up gonna be here right before you know it not only that but you know uh, we how many of these shenanigans that took place in 26 in 2020 are still at play right now and the american people are just beginning to accept that it's okay Hey, we talked about it months before the presidential election. Trump talked about it and what happened. Has anything really changed, Andrea? No. No. Um, there have been some in, in, in which way? Be more specific with no, your question. as far as safeguarding our elections, period. Not really. You know, there have been some, um, I, I think because of the movie that, uh, that is, is Dave Bossy is doing, Zuckerberg has said he's not going to he's not going to fund local uh, efforts in, in terms of interfering in the election. But I mean, that, that definitely helps. But, but there's still so many mechanisms. Yeah, there's so many mechanisms. I tell you, what's really working is Dr. Frank and doing what he's done, going around and actually having a moment with the secretary of state for Wisconsin, I believe it was. And and red pilling the guy with facts and figures, people on the ground, there are there is some changes being made. But we but when you've got the bully pulpit, when you're able to speak to 330 million people, either in a major interview like this or at the rallies, that's the time to whip out the facts and figures, pull out the cheat sheet. You don't have to try to wow everybody with an improv hour and a half without facts and figures. Oh, I don't have to use a prompter when in, in instances like this. You really need to. I, we don't have too much time more I want to spend on this because we got to move on because there's so much other abuse of power stories to talk about. This was the greatest abuse of power is theft of an election. And it happened in a variety of different ways, not just in all the ways we just talked about. But he could have also hit Piers Morgan with the fact that the FBI, look at what the FBI is just busted in doing trying to affect the outcome of an election in October of 2020 with their fednapping phony case against Whitmer. He could have talked about that. He could have talked about the abuse of power and the electioneering done by the FBI and the DOJ with their crossfire hurricane, with their Russian collusion. We're going to talk to Larry Clayman in a moment about that Durham just filed another filing that shows that the CIA knew in 2017 that Trump never did anything to collude with the Russians. That was all what? Election interference. There has not been a free and fair election now in years, but but, but because it's not described and defined in a way that matches perfectly election fraud, people don't accept it as fraud when it is. We keep hearing about this landslide coming up in the fall, Andrea, and I'm still not convinced that that's how it's going to go. Well, we got to see. We got to, and we got to take a break. We're well past the point of a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch. 
author of the book, It Takes a Revolution, about the abuse of power that's going on in our government and continues to go on unabated, including our elections and otherwise. 888-344-1170. What do you think about Trump? Do you think what he did was cool? Do you think it was, you know, no harm, no foul, no injuries here? 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Hey again, this is Monica from Oceanside, and I saw where AK was wanting to know whether homeless people have a right to be homeless in this country. I believe everybody has a right to choose how they want to live, even if it means to be homeless. What you don't have the right to do is camp or reside on somebody else's property, um, and you need to work that out so that you're not... Love you too, Monica from Oceanside. Had a little trouble hearing her there. She was responding to our topic, our debate last night on homelessness. I guess she feels like you do have a right to be homeless as long as it's not infringing on anybody else's property rights. All right, I can I can uh, split the baby on that. If you want to give us a call on comment on anything, guest suggestions, topics, respond to anything we got to say. We were just debating Trump and whether or not he should have done that interview with Pierce Morgan because it ended up in disaster. Give us a call on the comment line, 844-814-5227. Joining me now to talk about abuse of power, which includes the elections and what's going on there and other uh, types of abuse of power, is my buddy Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch, now Freedom Watch, and author of the book, um, It Takes a Revolution, and now it takes a counter-revolution, Larry Clayman. Hello, my dear friend. The same, my soul sister. By the way, I'm on my watch phone because Verizon has been down all day long. So if the sound's not quite as good, I apologize. But to coin a phrase from Biden, it must be Putin. That's the problem. (laughs) No, we hear you just fine as well as that joke. But um, Larry will be here with us for at least another eight minutes. So stay tuned for more hilarities. All right. Before we get into some major topics, breaking news today, my dear friend, speaking of abuse of power, as well as, you know, because it's all abuse of power these days seems to be about trying to over, you know, turn elections and control our elections. But certainly it's about controlling us. The the, uh, DOJ, Biden's DOJ did decide today to file an appeal. They asked. Asked the great minds of the CDC whether or not they should file an appeal against the judge in Florida who ended the mask mandates. I predicted this. Other conservatives said, no, they're not going to appeal. They're just going to let it die. Their desire for power is not going to die. And neither will their abuse of power in order to get their will. Am I wrong, Larry Clayman? No, absolutely. And they're, at least in terms of the midterm elections, they're they're sealing their death. Okay, but of course, the midterm elections don't make much difference because Biden, if we don't get rid of him now, is going to be in power for another two years. But politically, it's a bad move. But he feels he has to do it because his back's up against the wall. His ratings are somewhere between 20 and 30 percent in terms of favorability. So he has to bend over to the left, and that's what he's doing. And I might add, Andrea, this judge made the right decision. She's being trashed because she wasn't recommended by the ABA. (sighs) The American Bar Association, that's basically a communist organization, to be blunt. I mean, it's, it's the absolute worst. But the basis for the decision, apart from the constitutionality, was that it violated the Administrative Procedures Act. There wasn't notice and comment. And consequently, her decision will ultimately be upheld, even if it is overturned by the 11th Circuit. The Supreme Court will 
confirm her decision. So, okay, well, you have more faith in uh, this uh, bench of SCOTUS justices than I do, because, you know, just yesterday, the day before, they refused yet again to hear uh, a case coming out of a group of people that are feel as though there's an abuse of power locally in terms of mandates. It was some New York City teachers, I believe, uh, most recently, and they refused to hear um, the case out of out of Texas that was filed regarding the elections in which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a legal expert, but many, many had said that that it was actually that was the type of case that that Supreme Court was supposed to take when Texas and other states enjoined them and said that their citizens rights had been infringed upon with states like Pennsylvania state Supreme Court writing election laws. I, I just I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Supreme Court. But what I do think can end up happening is if it takes a while during that time when Americans are getting have a taste of their freedom back and they're breathing that fresh air of freedom, it's going to be harder for them close to the midterms to try to take that freedom away from people. That's the political angle of it, in my opinion. Your thoughts on that? All right. Well, hopefully you'll come back. That's my thoughts on that. I think that if it goes up to the Supreme Court, um, I, I'm not trusting that they're going to do the, the right thing for the people, but the Biden administration and their DOJ might have a different, if it's close to the midterms, we might see a different move by the Biden administration. We were talking to Larry Clayman. We're trying to get him back, author of It Takes a Revolution, founder of Judicial Watch and uh, now Freedom Watch, because I want to ask him and get his legal take on um the Durham filing, Durham, uh, John Durham did another filing. I think this was Friday, going into Good Friday, and um, he fi- Durham made this filing to oppose the efforts of Michael Sussman was the guy that lied, right? He was indicted because he lied. He went and said that he had information that had to do with the Trump campaign in Russia. He was asked if he, just to give you the backstory, he was asked if he was representing a client. He said, no, he was just a concerned citizen. So then he ends up getting busted for that because he had actually documented in emails that he was representing Hillary Clinton, right? So that just to give you the background on that. And, and then there was another motion that was filed by him um, that has to do with this case, and um, five of Hillary Clinton's associates have pleaded the fifth. In the filing, Durham noted, and this is according to Breitbart, in the filing, Durham noted that while one witness identified as researcher two was granted immunity from prosecution in exchange for testimony, at least five other witnesses who conducted work related related to the Russian Bank One allegations invoked or indicated their intent to invoke their right against self-incrimination. Jonathan Turley, who we've talked about um, before, um, who we've talked about before, who is a Democrat, but he's a, he's a straight shooter when it comes to this stuff, stuff, said, Durham is now moving to give immunity to a key witness while revealing that the claims made by the Clinton campaign were viewed by the CIA as, and this is what's most important, not tech, quote, not technically plausible and quote, user created. And this goes back to 2017. And what this means is John Durham has documented that the CIA knew back in 2017 that none of these allegations 
which are also tied not just to the Bank One allegations, but to Mark Elias and Christopher Steele and the Steele dossier. All the same group of people. The CIA knew in 2017, before Bob Mueller and all these people were brought in to do this phony investigation witch hunt. There's your election interference. There's your original insurrection. There's your coup attempt. And the Republican Party sat back and said, we got to get to the bottom of this. Larry, uh, whoa, whoa, Lindsey Graham, we got to get to the bottom of this now. We got to find out what happened. Well, the CIA knew what happened. They knew it was a bunch of crap. It was a bunch of hooey. And it gave the Republicans an excuse to sit back and not want to do anything and fulfill any of Trump's agenda. Right? That was the excuse that was used. Jeff Sessions recused himself. Let Rod Rosenstein... Who, by the way, remember Rod Rosenstein? He was the one who wore a wire, right? And went in, tried to find some way that they could use to use the 25th Amendment against Trump. Nobody's been held accountable. This one Michael Sussman might go down. Who all in the CIA knew that this was crap and went forward? Who? Brennan? Clapper? The FBI? Comey? They all knew. And not one of them has been prosecuted. Trump could have mentioned this in that interview. With Pierce Morgan. I don't want to ever see that creep Pierce Morgan again. And by the way, Piers Morgan, you're a guest in this country. Even if even if he now has has become an American citizen, and I don't know that he has or he hasn't, it's a privilege to be here, man. How dare you? You spit in my face by saying uh, that Joe Biden won fair and square. You spit in my face with that man. Go back to England. We want we want one our revolution against y'all so we could get away from that kind of tomfoolery. All right, we're going to take a break. We've been unable to get a hold of Larry Clayman. His, 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 what was it, his Apple Watch? He was on? Yeah, his Apple Watch. His Apple Watch has died. Y'all know I'm no fan of the Apple products. (laughs) Just another reason why. Thanks for being here with me tonight. Uh, When we come back, though, all hail, you know, there needs to be a movie with a DeSantis character in a cape because this man is my superhero and we're going to tell you why when we come back. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. 1170. If you'd like to be a part of the show before the break, we were trying to connect. We lost our connection with Larry Clayman, founder of uh, Freedom Watch. We're going to get him back on real soon. Uh, but uh, the abuse of power going on with the United States of America and, it, and mainly to affect the outcome of our elections uh, is, is truly disturbing. And something's got to be done if the Republicans and the Senate, uh, the Republicans take control of both houses of Congress. Um, now we're going to talk about from abuse of power from the U.S. government to the abuse of power by corporations. And that's going to take us down to Florida. And my man, DeSantis, I joke today that Marvel might need to make a movie with Ron DeSantis as its superpower. Except what? Marvel is owned by... <laughs> and Disney, and they just might not want to make a little movie with him as a superpower. No, I think right? that would go against their narrative. I think it just might. But their power, and they attempted to wield their power to bully a governor and to seize control of a state and what happened in a state. 
at the while they have been given special privileges down there, talk about an abuse of power. Right. To think that to think that you as a corporation, it's one thing that you you got the right as a CEO, as a president, or if you're a shareholder, you're on the board of directors to make decisions for your company. You ain't got the right to try to impose your will on the citizens of a state, except that I think they might have been given that given the idea that they've got that right, because when they've got some little like an unbeknownst to me, some little like Vatican like situation set up to where they've got their own little government down there, according to something in 1967 called the Reedy Creek Improvement Act. That was uh, that Ron DeSantis and it basically gave them control government control over 25,000 acres of property. So DeSantis. So after Disney comes back at DeSantis and had all these boycotts and all this kind of stuff, DeSantis said a month ago, what I would say as a matter of first principle is I don't support special privilege privileges in law just because a company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power. So he put his money where his mouth is. He worked with Republican lawmakers down there and they repealed this little Reedy Creek Improvement Act, taking away their government powers. I don't really know the extent of what this means. I haven't really heard um, what it means for them in terms of um, how, you know, app, app implementation and application. I don't know if this hurts them in terms of tax revenue, um, but clearly they wanted it for a reason. It gave them power. And now I think they're subject to the laws, uh, kind of like the military has their own military code of justice. They had their own little fiefdom going on down there. Well, the magic fiefdom is over because DeSantis used the magic powers in his cape to stop it. And it's a beautiful thing because what's DeSantis, somebody pointed out today that what, what makes DeSantis so great as opposed to other politicians and even better than Trump, I would say, is that he is proactive. He seizes upon opportunities. He doesn't make threats. He doesn't give really mean sound bites and tell everybody a year in it. Well, if you don't do this, I'm going to do this. He doesn't need threats. He just does it. He just does it. Right. He just does it. And, and and you might say, well, he telegraphed here what he was going to do. Well, but he backed it up with action, right? Unlike other politicians who might be like a parent that's all blustered, they make a lot of threats, and then the kids learn quickly that there's no don't cross there, this there, line. Yeah, there's no bite behind it, and you know um, something else that that DeSantis did. Speaking of being proactive that he did this week that I thought was amazing and blew people away was in response to Twitter. And speaking of abuse of power at a corporate level, what they've tried to do abusing their power, the board of directors against shareholders, uh, DeSantis did something that was shocking as a governor. And I I, want to play clip seven so you guys can hear for yourself. The state of Florida and our pension system, we have shares of Twitter. Uh, I didn't buy it. We have people that run the fund. But nevertheless, it hasn't exactly been great in returns on investment. It's been pretty stagnant for many, many years. Uh, so, But nevertheless, I mean, to me, I think that that's probably an injury to the fund. So we're going to be looking at ways that the state of Florida potentially can be holding these Twitter board of directors accountable for breaching their fiduciary duties. <laughs> no other governor is saying looking into it and saying hey he hears about all this twitter stuff going on he's like hey look at take a look at our our funds and see if we got any money in twitter and then he seizes it and boom he's out there with it this is genius look at what he's able to accomplish and he does it so and and he's just impervious to anybody's attacks back at him. He had some Colorado governor uh, coming back saying that he's meddling in corporations. This is socialism. No, this isn't socialism. This isn't communism. 
communism is when is when uh, communi- socialism or communism is more in play at Disney trying to you know seize control or Twitter and what the board of directors are trying to do completely shred the capitalist system in the case of Twitter with their poison pill. Right. They've got a guy who's now the major shareholder who offers to buy it and they don't even want to take it to the to the shareholders for a vote. No, they come up with some shenanigans to try to stop that. That's communism. Right. So hat tip to DeSantis. He's right now is my nominee for hero of the week. And he is the playbook. This is how you do it. You don't just bluster. You have your facts. If you're going to put words to it, you follow it up with actions. And DeSantis also proved something else that somebody pointed out today. I wish I could take credit for it. DeSantis has proven that you can take on the cultural Marxist movement. You can do it boldly. You can do it clearly without couching it, without wordsmithing it, and hit it head on and actually win it. He's actually taking ground back away that has been lost in the cultural movement, the cultural Marxist movement and war on our citizens. And if only we had more Republicans at all levels, at all levels, taking these these kinds of steps, it would be an absolutely beautiful thing. Hey, did y'all hear there's uh, some technology company out of London that says they got a great idea to put chips in your hand so you can just go up and put your hand up to buy groceries. What do y'all think of that? Let us know. We're going to talk about it. We come back with my favorite technocracy expert, Patrick Wood, 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy. AK Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Hi, Andrea. It's Ron Ziegler from Pembroke Pines, Florida. I'm doing okay. Uh, regarding your question, no, I would not want to have no kind of uh, insignia inside planted in my hand or in my brain. I would not want any of that in my. System. It's bad enough. I have a mental health condition. I don't want it to get worse. Other than that, I'm doing good. I hope you're all well. Thank you for being there for me and being my friend. Mm. That's my old friend, Ron Ziegler. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. He used to call in my show all the time. Thank you for calling in, Ron, and I hope you're well down there in Florida. Love you, dear. If you guys want to call in the comment line and and uh, answer a question here on the show, topic, idea, suggestion, anything on your mind, give us a call here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 844-814-5227. Are y'all willing to put an implant in you? This London-based app company, called Pure Wrist App is going to give you a digital wallet. It's just going to make your life so much easier. When I read this story today, I reached out to my favorite technocracy expert, Patrick Wood, been on the show many times. He's the author of Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. And he joins me now to discuss this. Hi, Patrick Wood. Thank you for being back on the show tonight. Hi, Andrea. Anytime. My pleasure. Okay, so you've been on many times before talking about this technocracy movement. We've talked about it in terms of these COVID shot mandates and, and, and as, as a part of the overall plan to have us be moved into this, this almost metaverse, this digital, to have a digital footprint. Um, they're doing everything they can to get to, to, to move us into this technocracy world. And the latest being this um, making contactless payments easier to many people. I don't know many of my listeners are going to go along with this, but a lot of people might think, well, this is just this is just y'all, Patrick Wood, you're overthinking this. They're, they're just going to make our lives easier. What do you say about this? Well, 
yeah, I suppose for some that are kind of gadget crazy, they might think it's really cool to have a chip implanted in their hand or uh, some other means of identification that would, uh, you know, censor their life uh, completely, uh, expose all of their privacy to everybody. I don't think they'd stay with it very long. I don't think they'd be happy with it very long. But uh, this is this is what's happening today. The, 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 the idea has been promoted amongst the global elite now for many years that uh, eventually there will be enough sensors on Earth to, send to, to be able to monitor everything that moves and just everything that doesn't move as well. And that includes people. And it includes monitoring everything that happens, not only what you do, but also your body. And what happens in your body? You know, do you have this virus or that virus? Do you have uh, some other disease in your body that somebody ought to know about? Or, uh, you know, do do you have habits that are out of, uh, you know, outlier habits mm-hmm. to everybody else that, you know, you should be ratted on to some health authority somewhere? Uh, this is this somewhere along the way, people are going to draw the line and say, wait a minute, you don't need to know all that about me. Well, right. And and somewhere along the line, I'm shocked that anybody would think this is a good idea right now, given how, you know, people are supposed to be celebrating the fact that at least for now, some one judge finally wised up and told people that these mask mandates on airlines are are illegal and need to go. Right. Um, But I think that so many Americans have been conditioned. COVID was the perfect excuse for them to condition us for submission involving our bodies. Right. And you would think that they would realize what the game is, that this was never about your health. It was always about control. And if they can convince us that if it's in our best interest for them to tell us when, you know, that we've got to put a face covering over our God given ability to breathe that and and convince us to put our arm out and get jabbed when there hasn't even been, you know, making the human beings the guinea pigs here. Um, you would think that they would wise up to the game, right? That this is, this is not for our own good. That this is a part of the movement to have a digital currency, our lives put digitally, everybody having a social credit score, them controlling what we eat, what we drink, where we go, um, the ability to track whether or not we've gotten, they've already said that they want the next step to be not are you fully vaccinated, but have you gotten your shot updates? This pro- provides them the gateway to control every aspect aspect of our lives and quite frankly as a Christian this was a part, is a part of biblical prophecy the mark of the beast was not going to come around overnight it was it's a slow creep and I think that this is this is the gateway for it I would tend to agree with that and um, it has been incremental I have to say that that's that's one reason the Scott as far as it has gotten uh, people just really don't see inch by inch you know they oh well just a would be good um, and they don't see the whole thing creeping up on them. They don't, they don't see the big picture. And what the big picture is right now, that there's a global movement underway to completely digitize everything, including people. That means they need to monitor people from the inside out and from the outside in. Uh, so when sensors are placed in your body, however that would be, uh, there are wearable things, for instance, right now, too, that, you know, like the, the iWatch, Mm. that uh, sense your blood pressure, I don't know, but whatever, heartbeat and other, you know, criteria of your body, whether it's external stuff, wearables or internal uh, monitors, when everything is censored, the data feed that comes off that, the data that's transferred up to the cloud as a result of all that, is turned into assets 
that can be weaponized against you, that can be turned around against you and used to control you. This is what people don't see. This is a danger, the, the whole mm-hmm. thing is. And, and people in the industry, Andrea, are talking about this openly. The flow of data, they say, the flow of data, whoever controls the data controls the system. It's just that simple. They understand that. This, the public doesn't understand it. Well, there was it's a report. I, excuse me for interrupting, but now I'm flashing on. Didn't you find an article the other day, Skins, about some new satellite that's being put up into space that NASA is doing? It's, it's going up from Vandenberg, and it's going to track us. And um, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to research and, and uh, refer to that that article uh, tonight when I get home. But that's got to be what that's for is the ability to, via a satellite that's going up from Vandenberg, which is up the up the coast from California. that's supposed yes. to be there to monitor. That's got to be be what it's for. You're involved in something called the Crimes Against Humanity Tour. Tell everybody about that. Wow, I'd, I'd love to tell people about it because I think next weekend we're coming to Los Angeles. This is a nine-city tour across nine weeks. The first one is this weekend. I'm headed out tomorrow morning to go to Fort Myer, Florida. Mm. But I'll be traveling with uh, three other professionals, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovitz. Love her. Uh, Dr. Richard Fleming mm-hmm. and Dr. Reiner Fulmish, who was the architect of the um, the grand jury of public opinion that analyze COVID and crimes against humanity uh, from an international point of view. The four of us are going out to storm or stump or whatever you call it, the country, right? And uh, we'll be in nine cities across the next uh, nine weeks. Uh, I believe that Los Angeles is next um, after this weekend. And people can find out where to get tickets by going to the website. It's up now. It's called crimesagainsthumanitytour.com. That's really easy to remember crimesagainsthumanitytour.com. And we're going to address the question, have crimes against humanity been committed mm-hmm. against the world and against Americans? Well, I think I think just uh, I think the short answer is yes. I think that because they managed to do a good job of instilling such panic and fear into the psyches of the American people to create the mass formation psychosis, many people still, you know, are are not being rational, and they need to hear people like yourself sharing the truth about it. Thank you. I know you got to get up early tomorrow. I appreciate you so much coming here and sharing your insight into this. Um, because I'm not a technocracy expert, but you are, and it's Crimes Against Humanity Tour, and thank you for being here, Patrick Wood. Hope you'll come back soon. You bet, and I, I have to say, we do have the evidence, so people want to come yes. and hear it. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to try to get there to L.A., because y'all not coming to San Diego. I'm going to try to get to L.A. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, and we got uh, hour two of the Andrew K. Show coming up. Speaking of Crimes Against Humanity... California bill, Assembly Bill 2223, has passed committee. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. And Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, will be here. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.